Welcome to the Clavenovia US cast on usability testing. I am Obuke. Usability evaluation is an important aspect of user interface design. It is a tax-based approach that enables UX practitioners to systematically evaluate the user friendliness of a computer artifact to ensure its functional and non-functional requirements before releasing a product to the end user. But how do we ensure we fix the underlying problem of a newly developed product or a product redesign and test the product to ensure it meets both the main product objectives as well as meeting end user satisfaction in terms of user friendliness of the products through usability testing. So to answer these questions, I am going to focus on a problematic aspect of usability testing when using the Tinkerlad method and that aspect is reactivity of the Tinkerlad method during a usability test. So reactivity is the most contributing factor that can degrade the value of a usability test. Yes, reactivity is problematic and as a, U, as a UX practitioner we should be concerned really. So first, what is reactivity and why is it problematic? We know a usability test is a representation of a reward use of a product. This can be a digital product such as an app or a website. Now, a usability test involves tasks that the user or, or a participant has to complete in order for us to discover some usability problem with a product. So tasks play a very vital role in usability testing because usability testing is a tax-based approach and tasks are meant to model reward use of a design that corresponds to the common things that user might do when interacting with a design. During a usability test, participants usually attempt different tasks such as fact-finding, assessment or sense-making tasks. Fact-finding tasks are a type of tasks in which participants gather information that are explicitly available on the tested product. Why? Um, Assessment tasks are type of tasks in which participants gather information and based on that information, they formed an opinion. Then we also have sense-making tasks, which is a type of tax that assesses users' specific information needs with regards to the goal of a design by understanding and applying the relevant information to the described scenario in order to answer tax-related specific questions. Search for better information 
and filter out undesired information. So when participants carry out a sense-making task, they are trying to make sense of what they are doing. So when we ask users to perform actionable tasks and think loud simultaneously, this enables the test facilitator to gain qualitative insights into what might cause users to have problems when using a product. So, a short explanation of reactivity is a change in the way participants or users carry out tasks which makes a usability test no longer a representation of a reward use of a tested product, if that makes sense. So it is important to know that the accuracy of viable reports that the viabilization that user gives during a usability test depends on the procedures that are used to elicitate them. Reactivity usually occur when the established guidelines set by Simon and Erickson for using ThinkAloud during a usability test is neglected. So, why should we care about reactivity, really? Because you can just go and carry out a usability test and come up with a result. So why do we have to care about reactivity? As a US practitioner, you should be concerned. I mean, we all are concerned because reactivity is problematic due to its impact on tax performance either positively or negatively it can improve or diminish tax performance an improved tax performance which can be referred to as the self-explanation effect might lead to failure to detect interaction problem why a diminished or a declined performance which can be referred to as Viva overshadowing might lead practitioners to identify and like potentially rectify usability issues that are unlikely to be encountered by the end user in reward use. Now, studies within the field of usability has shown that even when participants think aloud and perform difficult tasks such as assessment and sense-making tasks and the test is conducted in accordance with the established guidelines outlined by Simon and Erickson. These established guidelines are first a natural instruction that does not request specific type of information from the participants. The second guideline is to carry out a practice section on the participant to think aloud. Why the third guideline is a neutral keep talking prompt when participant falls silent for 30 to 45 seconds with no further probe from the test facilitator. So when these three guidelines are followed, the likelihood of reactivity to occur is drastically reduced. So, for users or participant viabilization to be captured efficiently 
and to be reliable and complete. Establish and dependable procedures such as those laid out by Erickson and Simon should be followed. Before obtaining viabilization from users or participants, a researcher should consider the characteristics of both the participants and the material that is to be used. We're going to talk more about participants in our subsequent episode. Also, before a usability test is conducted, tax should be carefully formulated based on their compatibility with the tested product and think aloud. Hypotheses and a coding procedure should ideally be determined before collecting the viable report from users or participants. Researchers must give participants clear instruction that do not lead them to provide speculation on account of their personal experience and a warm-up period is recommended to accustom participants to think aloud while completing a tax. So finally, for viable reports to be complete, a think aloud reminder should be initiated only when participants fall silent for 30 seconds for between 30 to 45 seconds with a reminder to keep talking and no further prompt. After viable reports are collected, they must be transcribed and encoded and interactor reliability should be assessed with adequate coding. Both qualitative and quantitative analysis should be carried out because Qualitative analysis of viable reports are, are provided. I mean, qualitative and quantitative analysis should be carried out because qualitative analysis of viable reports can provide unique insight into users' tax solving strategies, and quantitative analysis can offer firm conclusion. So, whether qualitative or quantitative results should be systematically analyzed before finally reported. So I recommend let's follow these established guidelines to get the best out of our usability test and to keep the influence of reactivity of the thing allowed to a minimal level does to reduce the influence of of reactivity during a usability test. I'll talk to you on the next episode. So until next time, this is Shabriki. Cheers and have a good one.